welcome to another episode of The Last Podcast You'd Want. What's up everybody? Steve here, just saying hi, as always, before the episode starts. I hope everybody is doing fine. I hope everybody is staying safe and healthy during these crazy quarantine times. What have you been doing? What have we been watching? You can always hit us up on Instagram at the last podcast you'd want. You can hit us up at Twitter at TLPYW. Let us know what you're doing. Let us know how you're keeping going during uh, the world's quarantine. What have I been doing? Well, I went and bought Bill and Ted Face the Music. It is the third film in the Bill and Ted series, uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, and Bill and Ted Face the Music. I very much enjoyed it. This is a movie that I've been waiting for uh, for a very long time. Like a lot of the fans of the series, uh, like a lot of the fans in the world, we've been waiting for it to be finished. It finally came out. Uh, I didn't go to the theater because theaters aren't open. I didn't go to the drive-in because my local drive-in's not that great. I bought it. I bought it and I watched it at home. And I very much enjoyed it. I think I would have enjoyed it just as much in the theater. But I was happy that I am able to own it. I own it now. So I own all three. Um, With that being said, uh, Tony Hawk comes out tomorrow for the PlayStation and any other system that they made it for. Uh, I bought it. I pre-ordered it. So I will definitely be playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater tomorrow. Uh, Other than that, I watched uh, Jeepers Creepers. I very much enjoyed that. It's a lot of fun. And I'm watching a TV show on Netflix called Glow Up. Uh, it's a makeup show where they do really cool uh, makeup type stuff. Uh, you should check it out. I know it's not a movie, but I'll recommend it. Glow Up on Netflix. And that's Glow. G-L-O-W-U-P. Glow Up. Guys, this week on the show, we bring uh, Mr. Jason Ellis. You can find him on XM Radio, host of The Jason Ellis Show. He's also started his own podcast since we have recorded this episode, uh, and that's called The Jason Podcast. You can find links to both of those in uh, in the description for the episode, along with everywhere you can find him. Uh, hit him up on Instagram. Hit him up on Twitter. Uh, let him know if you enjoyed the episode, as always. Other than that, I'm going to get into it. Uh, I hope everybody, uh, just at the beginning, just as well, is doing well, is being safe, is being healthy. Thank you for coming on this continuous journey with me week after week. We are in episode 91. Guys, we are just around the corner from 100. Oh my gosh. Can you believe that we are almost at 100? I can't believe it. I mean, it's recorded. It's crazy, but I love it. Other than that, go check out the other podcast I'm doing with uh, my friend Travis Johnson this week at the box office, where once again, we're just talking about movies that were number one in the box office. Uh, Other than that, guys, I'm going to get going. Uh, I love you all. Thank you for coming on this continuous journey with me. And until next week, tip the veal, try the staff. Enjoy the episode. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to another episode of The Last Podcast You'd Want. Steve here, and today I bring the host of The Jason Ellis Show on Sirius XM Radio 103, Mr. Jason Ellis. And how are we doing today? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. I'm enjoying the day. 
uh, for what it's worth, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, a fun question that, uh, that I like to start with is, okay. have, you, have you ever walked out of a movie in the movie theater? Uh, yep, I walked out on The Passion. Oh, okay, Mel Gibson's The Passion. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, um, I, don't know, I guess I didn't really know what I was going to watch. I was just like a super fan of Mel Gibson, and then it just seemed like really, uh, all I remember is Jesus carrying that cross at the start and this really painful music, and that was it. I couldn't take it. I was like, it's just going to be like this the whole time. I forgot, you know. Sure. Sure. I, uh, I myself have never seen the film all the way through. Uh, when it came out in the theater, I worked at a movie theater. Uh, a church bought an entire theater for a private viewing for, for their, their communion or flock or whatever it would be. Uh, and I went walking into the film. Uh, he's already crucified. Uh, and a, a man basically says to him, where is your God now? And then he gets his eye picked out by a, uh, by a crow. Oh, man, if I hadn't known that was going to happen, I would have stayed. <laughs> but uh, no, that's that is uh, it, it was it was gruesome enough in that one scene that I was like, oh, man, I never I never need to watch this movie. This is this is too much for me. Uh, wow. So that's that's a that's a real good one. Uh, the Passion. Uh, first time that film uh, has been mentioned on the podcast. So that's fun and interesting. At one time I walked out in the middle of uh, uh, the where everybody's big and blue in uh, Avatar. Yeah, Avatar with Benji Madden and Jason Mayhem Miller. And we smoked weed in the bathroom. And I didn't smoke weed back then. I'd been taking a break for some time. And it was those 3D goggles. And I fucking had a panic attack that I had to leave. <laughs> Absolutely. Have you, uh, have you uh, since revisited Avatar? Yeah, no, I, I know I bounced back and saw it like the next day because I had to. Okay, well that's a that's a that's an interesting uh, one. I personally uh, have never seen Avatar all the way through. Uh, I have family that loves it, so I've seen it in in multiple segments of viewings at family functions. Right. Uh, but I, I've never actually seen it all the way through. I've never really had an interest personally, but. Going going from a movie that you walk out of, we kind of go to the opposite spectrum. Uh, yeah. A movie, a movie that you love so much that you could just watch it every day. Um, I mean, probably The Unforgiven. I watch that a lot. Whenever it's on, I'll just watch it. Um, yeah, that or what else am I just do? Oh yeah, Jaws. I watch Jaws anytime. Oh, Jaws is a great one. And with Unforgiven, that would be the 1992 Clint Eastwood Unforgiven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Excellent. That one came out right about the same time I want to say as Tombstone. Uh, so uh, I didn't like Tombstone. And with that, I was going to say there's usually the there there's Unforgiven or Tombstone between right. the two. I yeah. I like both. I like cowboy films. I like I like westerns. Um. So so uh, <laughs> Unforgiven yeah, was I a like good Tombstone. one. I like Tombstone later, sort of like. Uh, when it was already over, kind of like Nirvana. Like I didn't like Nirvana when it first came out, but later on, I got, I started to get past everybody else liking them, and I was okay with it. I liked it. I can, I can relate one hundred to you with the, with the Nirvana. I was not a fan of them, uh, and later learned to appreciate Jaws in its own right. Though 
uh, is an amazing film. Steven Spielberg uh, throwing his neck out there uh, on the chopping block for a film that has lasted the test of times Uh, so much that it has its own its own little little bit at a Universal Studios. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that must have been good in its time, but things have changed. Oh yes, and it'll be very interesting to uh, to see how we go back to uh, to things such as Universal Studios and Disneyland and and zoos and all of that. People will go back. It'll get packed straight away. Uh, I was actually reading, uh, funny enough, an article today that their phases are going to be like Phase Two is going to be opening the parks, but only at fifty percent capacity. How do you and, get to decide that? Yeah. Uh, my logic is you take the average of the number from the year before and you cut that in half. I know, but wait, so you get a ticket, like, so there's this, they'll, they'll tell, there'll be people there saying there is now too many people. You are not allowed in the park. That's, uh, that's essentially what I, my wife said, oh, you'd have to get there very early to which I said to her, like when you have to get there very early to ride rise of the resistance. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I guess I wouldn't just if that was if somebody was there to tell me that it's too full for me to go, I would never go, ever. <laughs> sorry, par- sorry, folks, the park is closed. The mouse out front should have told you. Yeah, I'm not going. <laughs> I wouldn't even bother. So it was, I think it's going to be real interesting because they're going to go fifty percent, and then they're going to go seventy five percent, and then I guess they're just going to go full force. No, when they go full force, call me. Yeah, that's. I, I'm in no rush to get back. I had a pass for Disney, so I, I got a couple visits in uh, right before they closed. Uh, and the last visit, we went there because uh, we had a reservation at Blue, uh, Blue Bayou. And we started yeah. walking around, and we're like, wow, there's a lot of parents with kids. There's a lot of parents with kids. Fuck, schools are shut down. Yeah. So all, all the parents just brought their children. So we went to the Tiki Room, and then we went home. The Tiki Room. Jesus. I, it's the it's the only thing that didn't have a wait that was longer than forty five minutes. I just laugh because I feel feel like that's where Kevin Kraft will go. Oh, <laughs> that's that's funny. Um, it's I I love that room personally, but uh, but those are those are some good uh, some good films uh, to watch every day. Um, along with that, Jaws, a little bit of an older film. So this relation or this film, this question kind of goes with that, a film that takes you back to a more youthful time, a film that takes you back to your childhood. Hmm. Um, shit, probably Jeremiah Johnson, because my dad, that was like the first movie I ever saw that my father had the tape and watched it all the time. First movie I ever knew that he thought was a good movie, so probably that one. Thanks. Uh, that is a film that I'm not really familiar with. When was it made? Oh, man. Uh, 70s, probably. Robert Redford. You haven't seen that? I have not. Oh, man. So fucking good. He, uh, I guess he's a soldier and he's not cool with what, how it's all going and he just goes to move and become a mountain man. Interesting. I'm, uh, the, the wonders of, uh, of, of the internet. I'm looking it up right now. There we go. Jeremiah Johnson. And he plays the titular role of Jeremiah Johnson. Mm-hmm. He fights a lot, of, a lot of Indians. A lot of fights. A lot of uh, tough times. That's all and, I'm going to say. 
Sure. And, and some of the names I see uh, are, are really stars of the 60s and 70s. There are no other names that, uh, that I could possibly say that my listeners would really understand or, or recognize. I don't, even, I don't know who they are. I only know, I know, I think that they were before my time. It was just like one of those things that I think lit him, it wasn't so much the fights to me. It was more about his idea of living off the land and getting off the grid. I think that seemed cool to my father and me. Sure. And uh, for anyone that's interested in possibly watching it, it is available for streaming on YouTube, Google Play, Vudu, and Amazon Prime. It's pretty cool. You meet to do the Hunt's Grizzly Bears. It's fucking cool, man. <laughs> that's awesome. Jeremiah Johnson and Robert Redford. Uh, there, are almost there's almost no films that the Redford's in that I'm not going to sit down and watch. So right, yeah, it's solid. That's awesome. So, so with that, we talk about Robert Redford, who who has taken a role behind the uh, camera, which leads yep. kind of the next question. Do you have a favorite director that you like to lean towards more than others? Um, not really. Like director wise, it's not. They never, you know, like I feel like I've been impressed with the. I liked like the Lock, Stock, and Two Smoke and Barrel movies. So I liked that guy for a little bit, but then I didn't anymore. So it's never really, no one ever just consistently is my favorite because they usually make a movie that I don't like. So then I'm like, I don't care. So they bought sure. everyone. I don't really pick directors. That's why I never interview them on my show because I'm never really. It's lame, but I'm never impressed by the director. It's pretty pathetic. Okay. Uh, we can go then uh, from that to the the other side of the spectrum when it comes to actor-actresses. Uh, when it comes to your show, uh, do you like to have uh, particular actor-actresses on? Um, I, I mean, I would talk to Brad Pitt if he would come in, but he won't come in. Sure. Uh Bruce Willis, I would talk to, but he won't come in. Um, I talked to Marlon Ackerman today. I like her. Yeah, and I uh, I had seen, I was just looking up her name because it is uh, a difficult name for me to remember. <laughs> but I did see that you did have her on your show today, and she has been in uh, quite a fun selection of movies. Yeah, yeah, she's been in some, some good ones. Back in the day, she was in some, when she was in some super, she was a superhero. She was sexy as hell, man. Yeah, well, uh, in, wa in, in, in Watchmen. I was in with her, and I got to, like, like, she licked my face and stuff. It was pretty hot. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, but going back really quick, you mentioned Brad Pitt and, uh, I believe, Bruce Willis? Yeah. So, uh, for those two, uh, what would you say are some of your favorite films of theirs? Um... Man, I don't. Every movie Brad Pitt is in is awesome. Um, there's not one movie that I don't. I'm trying to think of a movie that Brad Pitt was in where I was like, I fucking hate that movie. Cool World. See, I never. Cool World? Cool World. C O O L World. It's like Brad Pitt's first film. Oh, okay. That's bullshit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That probably sucks. Um,. Yeah, no, I don't. I mean, Fight Club was so awesome. I even really, I like the last one that he did. Like that was amazing, fighting Bruce Lee and shit. Oh yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, of course. Yeah, like and then the War one where, Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, like I just can't think of one where I didn't think, 
fuck, man, this dude shreds so hard. I know it's basic kind of action movies and stuff, but even the Ocean's Eleven, I just I always think he kills it. Always. Of course. Uh, and and for to go back to it, Cool World was made uh, in 1992. It is an oh. animation comedy fantasy. Uh, the other names that you would recognize is Gabriel Byrne and uh, Kim Basinger are both in those in the film as wow. well. No wonder I missed that one. It's it's part uh, it's part live action, part animated. Oh uh, it's wow! A, a comic strip femme fatale seeks to seduce her cartoonist creator in a world to cross over into the real world. He fucks a cartoon. He he does. The Kim Kim ba- uh, Kim Basinger plays a animated character named Hollywood. Because Hollywood, if Holly could, right? Of course. Uh, it's really, it's really interesting. It's got funky drawn cartoons, and I, I think if you get good and good and stoned, uh, it's it's an entertaining film for what it's worth. Especially when you look at it from the angle of that it was made in 1992, and this is one of the first films to really like take that animated live action and cross them over together. Wow, Brad Pitt ahead of his time. He was, and he and he he plays a a cop in the cartoon world. It's it's it's. Uh, I'm not going to get into how he gets there, but he's one of the only living people in the cartoon world. Okay. Uh, but with that, we come to uh, another another favorite type of uh, film. And that's yeah. jo- that genre. Do you happen to have a favorite genre you lean towards more than others? <laughs> um, I mean, pretty. I'm pretty action and I'm pretty horror. So okay, that's that's great. I'm a big uh, big horror fan myself. Uh, what are some horror films that you love to uh, to go towards? Um, man, one of my favorite ones. I mean, I like some old ones, Shining and stuff like that. But I like um, some of the new ones. I like uh, the uh, what is it? Oh shit! Uh, hostels and all those ones. Okay, and yeah, those. Hereditary. Did you see that? that I have so... I have not seen Hereditary nor Midsummer yet. Shit is tough. Uh, yes, I can tell you for a fact. Uh, I worked at uh, I worked at multiple movie theaters, and I was working in the theaters when Hostel Two came out, and right. I I screened the film. I was the person that that once they built up. This was when they did thirty five millimeter. And I was the one that had to sit there and watch the movie. And <laughs> I, had, I legitimately had to walk out. I, it made me so upset to my stomach. Now, uh, my wife and I love watching those. It's, it's, they're, uh, they're, they're very interesting. I love the third one. The third one is probably my favorite. Yeah, they're just so creepy and over the top. It's funny to me. They really, they, they can be, be great. Uh, and the new films that are coming out, have you seen uh, Fantasy Island yet? Yep. Yeah, it was what, all right. I mean, it was it was better than I thought it was going to be. That's for sure. I really thought it was more like going to be the TV show, you know? So you weren't expecting the twists that came with it? I just watch, I'll watch anything. So I was hoping, yeah, I was like, oh, wow, cool. Thank God people are dying. That's awesome. And uh, you mentioned The Shining. Have you taken the time to see Doctor Sleep yet? Yeah, I didn't really like it. No? Yeah. Okay. I uh, I was able to catch that one in the theater. Uh, I thought I thought it was a good... Uh, uh, my wife had never seen The Shining, so a couple nights before that, we watched The Shining. Okay. Uh, and, and then we went and caught Dr. Sleep. Uh, 
Uh, I thought it was entertaining for what it was worth. I think the actress and actor that they got to play Shelley Duvall and Jack Nicholson's character were really good. Yeah. Did you know, uh, and this is a fun one that you might not have known, uh, the actor that plays um, Jack Torrance as the bartender yeah. is the actor that played Danny. Oh, no, I knew that. Okay. <laughs> some people some people did, some people don't. Uh, I always like to share tidbits uh, of, of information with that. So, uh, But uh, I... I thought it was good. I wasn't let down with it too much, uh, but it's, it's, I've seen it. I don't necessarily think I have to, you know, watch it again. Uh, but since we are on the topic of horror films, uh, do you happen to remember the first movie that gave you nightmares? Yeah. Mad Max. Um, my dad snuck me into a, uh, a drive, a drive-in theater where I was in the trunk and then goose, is Max's friend and Goose gets set on fire and then Max goes to the hospital to see Goose and when he goes to look at the pull the sheet back, Goose's arm falls out and he's all he's a melted man. And that gave me nightmares. All right. Uh and that's uh of course the, the nineteen seventy nine Mad Max. Um I see. I see a, a partial running theme uh, with uh, you know the, the passion, Mad Max. Uh, we are a bit of a Mel, Mel Gibson fan. I mean, I'm a fan of his movies. <laughs> yeah, that's yes, that's what I'm not. I'm not saying the man himself, but the, pro, the product uh, of films that he has put out. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I really liked Braveheart, so yes. Uh, would you say that Braveheart is your favorite Mel Gibson movie? No, no, Mad Max is better. Mad me. Max? Excellent. Yeah. Uh, are you a fan of uh, all of the Mad Max films they've made, including Fury Road? I mean, Fury Road's, yeah, I like it, but it's not, it's nowhere near as good as, it's not even as good as Beyond Thunderdome. Sure. To me, and, anyway. No, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but Mad Max, I, I have to say that is definitely, I can understand the, the angle of being a young boy and seeing something like that. Uh, it's amazing how certain images, uh, in films that aren't necessarily supposed to be scary will stick with us. Uh, yeah. I, I always remember uh, the image of mommy dearest, uh, just the, 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 the white on the face and the hair and the rollers and the no wire hangers. Um, right. not, not a scary film, uh, but a lasting scary image. Uh, so for this next one uh, there, and there are multiple ways to take it but what is a movie that you, you feel that you can watch once in your life and you never have to watch it again man um Six cents. Okay. And uh, and for for that film, uh, I want to say that one came out in ninety five, ninety six, maybe ninety seven. Um, That's where I saw it. <laughs> in the theater, were were you able to figure it out? The 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 twist of the film, were you figuring it out beforehand as it not, happened? Not when it when the director tried to tell me. That's when it happened. 
All right. Uh, so uh, along with that, uh, what do you feel of the and, and just to go the opposite spectrum, what do you feel is a movie that is so just ridiculous that you can just watch it once and never have to watch it again? Or would that just happen to be The Sixth Sense? It's right up there, man. But I guess I'm trying to think like a lot, almost everything that's new because it's just so fucking pointless. Like Avengers, anything, you know, like Batman or fucking all those. I'm like, I don't need to see that again. Spider Man, don't need to see that again. All those. Okay. That's great. Um, do you happen to be a fan of uh, the movie Back to the Future? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, at the time, yeah. I don't. I see it on Netflix right now, and I can't. I don't want to relive it because it's, it's, it, it's too cheesy. Now, like at the time, it was still kind of like I wanted that truck, you know. Sure. <laughs> now um, I'm like, fuck that truck. <laughs> so, so with this, uh, with this question. When Marty is in uh, the 1980s, Goldie Wilson is the mayor. When he goes back in time, Goldie Wilson is just cleaning up the local malt shop. He yeah. says to Goldie, you're going to be mayor someday. Do you think that Goldie Wilson becomes mayor from his own destiny? Or do you think he becomes mayor because Marty has a hand in it going back in time? Because it's his destiny. Straight to the point. That's why I love that one. Um, when it comes to your, your younger teenage years... Uh, who are some celebrity crushes that you had? Uh, Olivia Newton-John. Okay. Uh, are you more of a uh, Grease or more of a Xanadu man? I wanted to... I think Grease started it, but I totally wanted to bone her. I thought Xanadu kicked ass. That's how much I wanted to bone her. Excellent. It's It's a fun... <clears throat> it's a fun... I think it's a fun, underrated musical. A lot of people like to poke fun at it. Um, but you put on Xanadu and people are going to start humming it. People are going to start singing it because it's catchy. It's catchy as fuck. I agree. Um, with that, we do come, uh, with that, we come to some of our final questions. Uh, before we were in this quarantine, uh, movie theaters were an openly popular thing. Do you uh, like to go to the movies or do you like to watch movies more at home? Uh, I mean, I watch way more movies at home. But I like the theater. Okay. Uh, what was the last film that you <laughs> caught in the theater, if you happen to remember? Uh, come on. Uh, the um, weed one with, uh, with Matthew McConaughey. The weed one with Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. The, and uh, the guy, man. It's the drug dealing one. What they call business? No. No, it's all right. I'm uh, pretty see. new. Sure, sure. Uh, the gentleman. Gonna... Yep, the gentleman. Nice. Yes. No help at all on that one. Well, no, that's that's it's uh, once again the internet is an amazing thing. Guy Ritchie. That that goes back to. Uh, yeah, that goes that goes back to Lock, Stock, and, and Two Smoking Barrels and, and Snatch and all that. There you go. Uh, He's got another one. He did it again. So, so gentlemen, great hit. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. Especially Excellent. these days. Like I was like, oh, check it out. That was awesome. 
Excellent. I think that one just came on uh, on on either Vudu or Amazon Prime. Uh, yeah. I've been looking to to rent a, a new film, so uh, I might have to check one that one out because I've heard a lot of good things about it. Yeah, it doesn't suck. It's good to know. Uh, with that, we do come to the final question of the show. Uh, okay. list, a listener recommendation, a movie that you love uh, that you would like the listeners to possibly go check out. Man. Uh, well, I made a movie. It's only on YouTube, and it's like the worst movie ever made. And I feel like I don't. your listeners don't deserve to listen to see that. But it is funny. It's called The Woodsman. And it's about like American tourists going to the outback and they get attacked by this crazy guy that uh, has a huge dick and a snake stuck in his ass. <laughs> it's pretty gnarly. <laughs> okay. But there's a lot of celebrities in it. Tony Hawk's in it. Uh, who else? There's like you know, some big actors in there doing some cameos. Benji Madden. A lot, of, a lot of people doing some cameos. But... Uh, yeah, that's it. I mean, honestly, I like um, what's uh, who made who's the guy that made Hostel? Uh, Eli Roth. Yeah, so Eli Roth made what's the one with the where he makes the the people go to the, the Green Pro- Inferno. Yes, <laughs> Green Inferno. I fucking People, love that movie. Somebody eats somebody's eyes. It's pretty funny. Um, I I love. Uh, so, had, uh, did you catch that one in the theater, or or did you catch that one at home? I can't. I, I feel like I've seen it in both, dude. I, I'm uh, a huge Eli Roth fan, and I just felt like that one was like, oh my god, dude, you cannot go any harder. That's just that's it. I've yes. seen it all. Uh, the fun facts I love about uh, uh, Green Inferno that uh, you may or may not know, uh, but Eli Roth went, I think, 10 miles deeper into the forest than they did for, uh, uh, oh, like, Cannibal Holocaust or whatever, whatever film they made in the, in the rainforest. Yeah. Um, they, he went, like, 10 miles deeper, just to say that he went deeper than, than this, this director. Um, the the scene when the children are, are throwing the snakes in the the actors' faces, yeah, those are poisonous snakes. They had no idea that they were poisonous snakes, but Eli Roth saw them doing that and thought it was uh, hilarious. So he just had them do it. Uh, there are so many. If you if you if you don't know all the, uh, there are so many fun facts that go with this film. Uh, while they were filming. Uh, and they had all the heads on the pikes, a Christian group were going down the river and saw all that and thought it was real. <laughs> so they started, they started getting on their speakers and they started playing Christian music and trying to, to you know, save them. Not, Man, I respect that. They had to come out and tell them uh, you know, that, you know, tell them that it wasn't real. It was a film. They didn't believe them. It apparently went on for hours um, Makes sense. There, there are so there are so many crazy stories. The tribe tried to give the lead actress a baby as a gift. Wow! And they 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 had to explain to them without offending the village. We can't take this baby back. Yeah. We don't have paperwork. <laughs> like yeah. there there are so many things. Uh, there there are so many great facts. Eli Roth 
showed them Cannibal Holocaust. That was the movie I was thinking of. Showed the tribe who had never seen any electricity. Uh, the, the tribe in that movie is all a legit rainforest tribe with the exception of the old woman and, and the dude with the big ring in his nose. All right. Every one of them is a tribal villager from, from the rainforest. He showed them Cannibal Holocaust and they had never seen a movie and they thought it was a comedy. Wow. Like there, there are just, there, there are so many great things that go uh, with this movie. But yeah, I love Eli Roth is amazing. Uh, Cabin in the Woods. Uh, you know what? He'd be my favorite director, I think, actually. Yeah. 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 There, are so, there are so many great, great things when it comes to, to Eli Roth and, and the movies that he's made. Uh, not to mention uh, going back to, you know, Inglorious Bastards. Like he's right. just fucking amazing in that movie. I know. But uh, yeah, he's done a lot of good things. Uh, Cabin Fever, which I think is really interesting. Yep. I love that too. They just did a remake of it, which is on Netflix. Oh, it's they a made, remake. There's a remake to Cabin Yeah, it's, it's from the last like two years, and it's just Cabin yeah, I Fever. I threw it on there and figured it was the old one. I think they, see, that's the thing is, I think they have both, but they had made a sequel to the original, which I think Ryder Strong appeared in. I saw that. It's not as good. It's kind of way more funny. It's yeah, it's not the, even. It takes yeah. place at like prom, right? Yeah. 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 And then they and then they did uh, a straight uh, remake. Let me look real fast. Cabin Fever. Yes, and they did uh, a 2016 remake of it. All right. Well, so. To do. But yeah, uh, I love that original. Uh, I love the original Cabin in the Woods just because there's a lot of actors uh, that are, are, you know, I think Jordan, uh, what's her name? It's Jordan Ladd. Uh, she's been in a bunch of stuff, but Ryder Strong. Uh, there are a lot of actors that, uh, that have, uh, you know, bit parts in films that if you saw them, I, I just think it's, it's funny. But yeah, everything Eli Roth does. Uh, the only thing I haven't seen that he's done is uh, The House with the Clock in the Walls. I don't think I saw that either. Oh, have you seen uh, Bruce Willis's Death Wish? Yep. I did not know that was Eli Roth until I was watching the credits and it rolled up directed by Eli Roth. I knew that. He came on the show. That was my closest to Bruce Willis as I could get. That's, that's awesome that you've had uh, Eli Roth on your show. And with that... A couple of times. He called in, he's called in before about stuff that I've talked about, so he's listening. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, and I was going to say, with that, uh, we come the plugs. Where can people find you? Uh, what do you have going on on a daily basis? Uh, Monday to Friday, Jason Ellis show on Sirius XM. You can listen for free right now, I think. So I think there's like another month that you can listen for free. So Channel 103, Faction Talk. And then I have a book called Still Awesome that's out. You can get on Amazon. Just came out. And that's it, really. Just staying Excellent. busy doing the show. Excellent. Uh, and if uh, people want to possibly find you on social media, do you have a uh, Instagram oh. or Twitter? Yeah, Wolfmate on Instagram and Ellismate on Twitter. Excellent. Uh, and with that, we do come to the end of the show. Uh, with the crazy quarantine times we are having, uh, we continuously try and keep a PMA, a positive mental attitude. Uh, do you happen to have a message of positivity or a mantra of positivity that you would like to leave the listeners with as we end? Um, man, harden the fuck up. Right there. 
works for me. Jason, thank you so much for coming on the show. All right. Thanks for having me, man. And ladies and gentlemen, that has been another episode of The Last Podcast You'd Want. And until next week, tip the veal, try the staff. I'll see you then. Ever wonder how your buddy got those exclusive wrestling superstar action figures? Finn Balor or even that Ric Flair autograph 8x10 photo that you can't find in stores? Chances are they came from Pro Wrestling Loot, Professional Wrestling's most unique and fan-friendly monthly subscription box. Pro Wrestling Loot customizes a 5-7 item mystery box for wrestling fans that includes exclusive t-shirts, action figures, collectibles, trading cards, pins, autographs, and more that you can't find anywhere else. Today, for all of our last podcast you'd want listeners, we have a deal for you. Just head over to ProWrestlingLoot.com and enter the promo code LASTPODCAST to check out to save 20% off your first box with Pro Wrestling Loot. With over 20,000 followers online and presence at some of the biggest conventions in the United States, including WrestleCon and StarCast, Pro Wrestling Loot just isn't a business. With ties to indie, mainstream, lucha libre, American, and European pro wrestling, Pro Wrestling Loot is always sending out the most unique items with you in mind over the last five years. Sign up today at ProWrestlingLoot.com for just $24.99 and start receiving your monthly Pro Wrestling Loot box. Plus, for a limited time, enter code LASTPODCAST and receive 20% off your first box. Pro Wrestling Loot, for the fan in all of us. Thanks for coming to see our show. Sad to tell you we got to go. Grab your hat and head for the door in case you didn't notice.